Carlos, I've got a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Your delivery of wine from graze.com. Uh, I don't get it. That's because it's not a joke. Australian wine delivery of... <laughs> That was terrible. Oh, I wrote that. Australian-wide delivery of unbelievable wine at a fraction of the cost, mostly at auction with no reserve. So that isn't the joke? Uh, Not technically, but I tell you what is a joke. The price is compared to Grey's. There you go. Buy the wine, drink the wine at grey's.com. Hello, got some. Uh, welcome back to our podcast uh, where we try and find the best $30 bottle of wine in Australia, but wines from across the world, which we're about to experience. Carlos, I give you permission to open up this bottle of wine because uh, we want to let it breathe a little bit mm-hmm. as we talk about something before we get into the assessment of this wine and the style of it. My name is Angus O'Loughlin. I own a podcast company called From Your Pocket. That's what you're listening to right now. Um, we make accessible podcasts. So if you're listening to this, you can also watch this on YouTube and see what we look like. Carlos. Very, ciao, fratelli. Oh, ciao, fratelli. Ciao, fratelli. A very handsome Portuguese master sommelier sitting next to me. While you open up that bottle of wine, I think there's like my math might be slightly off by a week either side, but I think there's 14 weeks to go of this podcast, Carlos. Oh, nice. Well, so I mean, it's 14 more episodes. I will miss you, Angus. Well, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll have we've got to have a we'll we'll have a Christmas party. We we're talking about that the other week. We're going to go to a restaurant and have a Christmas party. Oh, yes. But with about 14 weeks to go of this podcast as we try and find the best bottle of wine, we do have our current top three. Of course, it could change with this episode. But I do want to say we're going to finish our last episode of this season on December 16th. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be our last episode. But then we're coming back with a Christmas special. So uh, the following Friday, the 23rd, Carlos is going to pick you guys Christmas wines on different budgets. I'm going to give you free range to do three different wines at three different price points and then you can talk about what you pick it with pork nice. turkey we wake up in my family we have champagne and uh, cream cheese and salmon bagels I in like the morning that to start already yeah yeah so um we're going to have a christmas special on the 23rd if you want to help pick the wines over the next 13 14 15 episodes up until the 16th patreon's have first pick of course our patreon friends um, make sure you get into our patreon community it's a exclusive members club and tell us what wines you want a master sommelier to assess on our journey to finding the best $30 bottle at Dan Murphy's. And then also hit us up on Instagram at Gotsom. And yep. if uh, I'm sure we'll have time to do your picks as well, as long as they're good. We've done enough mucking around with hemp wine and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're dead serious as we tail in 2022 in this podcast first season. So I, I, I went to, uh, I passed by Dan Murphy's the other day and uh, I actually had to go in because I had to grab something for the class. I, I saw the M wine and I was like, still for sale. Do I give it a try? Do I give it a try again and just see if there was the wrong bottle or something? Why does people drink this? Uh, but no, I didn't have the courage. No, so, uh, that's a waste of money. Um, I left it on the shelf again. We're currently back over in uh, the old world and we're picking a wine mm-hmm. which we've spoken about many times. I think we spoke about it quite at length around the uh, Malbec yep. sort of area, but it is a Chianti Classico. Chianti Classico, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in comparison, since you bring the Malbec uh, Malbec name to, to the table, it's very different in many, many aspects um, to a Malbec. But okay. is um, okay since the name is there. I think is a good, 
it's good to compare uh, how different they are, not how similar, but how different. Well, the bottle that we have specifically is the 2019 Chianti Classico from Santa Margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's under the $30 threshold as we're trying to find the best budget bottles of wine. Yeah, we've had this bottle open now for seven minutes. So we've given it a little chance to open up. Let's go into colour of it yeah. first. I see a bit of a clay brick edge. Like I know it's only 2019, three years. It feels like it's got that garnety kind of colour to it. Am I wrong? Am I assessing this wrong? I know we're getting ruby on this. Yeah, no, no, no. It's red. It's uh, it's uh, it's a ruby red, yes, but with uh, with that slight brick, uh, slight brown color. Do you you see are right. That? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You see at the bottom at the bottom of the glass is like red. It's yeah. a deep red, like yeah. a sexy red almost. Oh. Uh, and then it gets to that to the sorry to the rim. It is that brown brick color. Yeah. Um, Why would that be? Is this the grape style? Like, do you know how we've spoken about Nebbiolo and yeah. sometimes Sangiovese can have yeah. that color? Yeah. So if you bring if you bring a Nebbiolo uh, from the 2019 vintage, it will just be most often a gentle, paler in color, and that's you know for most producer, not necessarily always. But overall, you'll find that the Nebbiolo is just a gentler, paler in color, but with a very similar tones in color. But they can be incredibly difficult to distinguish between Nebbiolo and Sangiovese. Well, this is the light ruby. I mean, I can see the stem yeah. of the glass. I could probably read a newspaper through it. Yeah, you know, some, somehow remember remember how a few weeks ago we tried the Grenache? I do. So it was kind of slightly paler in color as well Mm -hmm. so this is another grape variety that you could throw on the back of uh, slightly paler in color so that is uh, Pinot Noir that is Gamay that is uh, Grenache that is Nebbiolo and Sangiovese those are probably the five so what grape is this? Sangiovese okay yeah, Sangiovese so this is probably the five uh, or six grape varieties that you could throw in as as a slightly paler in color it's Tuscany Tuscany yeah Italian wine so in uh, uh, Florence, central west of Italy, just further south from Liguria and Piemonte in the map of, of Italy, in the country. And uh, very close is like really on the coast of the Mediterranean. So very, very much a Mediterranean climate. And uh, and yes, yeah, Sangiovese just overall, I think is, I strongly believe is the most planted uh, red grape variety in Italy. And always, it's actually quite similar to an Ebbiolo. If you smell that sourness, oh, I'm ready. That um, should we yeah, smell? Let's do it. Sour sherry, especially sour sherry. Nothing about this wine feels like it's gonna be sweet. It's savory, yeah, yeah, yeah. savory, sour, like arch, almost arch. You know, the nail polish. Nail polish. Yeah, a lot of that uh, VA. That, uh, that volatile picked, acidity volatile acidity that we've picked before there's a little bit of this as well and that can be given to the wine through uh, exposure to oxygen in oak bar- old oak barrel and old or new but uh, I don't pick any new wood spice so I'm thinking you know old spice old, uh, old, old wood. oak to micro oxygenate the wine and especially at this price this. point correct and yeah. allow, exactly right red uh, fruits but like it's like it's not a very fragrant wine. Um, well, I, I you know I disagree with that. It feels like dried uh, plums, savory, not sweet. Mm. Uh, if that makes sense. Cheers. Um, but there's there's a, I think there's a lot more to it. You know, uh, which we haven't touched, like leather, dried tobacco leaf, uh, cured meat. It smells like you you get into um, 
a room full of uh, hanging hanging hams. Uh, if you go, I don't to, get that at all. It, no, no. I mean, it's, you're the master sommelier. That's why I love this podcast. But no, well off assessing that. It smells a lot like uh, cured meat, uh, cured meat, curing spices. Shall we try it a palate? I'll pretend I haven't already. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you lost I'm your mind. I'm like, on my uh, second sip. If you if you uh, swallow a bit of helium, uh, oh, helium. <laughs> yeah, it's not overly complex. It's one of the old, much more perceptible on the nose for you. Fairly one dimension with um, with a red fruit, sour yeah. cherry, raspberry. Dried. Everything is dried. Like high uh, acid, desiccated, high acid, high tannin, high in alcohol. Oh, fourteen percent. Fourteen, yeah, fourteen. Yeah, you you feel the alcohol burning, but then again, it's like plum, plum, a lot of plum, dried plum, dried violet, uh, but in a different way than, for example, we've, when we've tasted the ganache, as I, as I said before, and that is because the ganache seemed sweeter, sweeter style of fruit, while here is dried and is savory and is like sour. He's a lot of sour aromas. Uh, a little bit of cured meat on a palate, a little bit of mushroom, a little bit of tobacco, and that's it. I don't think there's, you know, 2019, mm. that explains a little bit of tertiary aromas. But again, it's it's very much one dimension. It's fruit. Mm. I, I think it still still has a very long way to go. But then again, I don't think it will improve dramatically I mean, yeah. with age. This is, um, yeah, this is a bit disappointing, to be honest. For me, I'm talking about my own personal opinion. When I bought this one, I was like, cool, Chianti Classico in our mm. price range. Mm. But then again, it's a, it's a style. If you bring this into a, a wine class um, and you and, and you give this as a, you know, as a Chianti Classico, I think it's, it fits. It hits the markets. It hits the markets. But not um, as. It hits the markets for what it's meant to be is in like yeah, going yeah, through our yeah, body, tannin, yeah, acid, yeah. etc. acidity, high alcohol, high tannin. Um, but we're talking about sour, quality. It's yeah. not, not there. That's a different story. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, where, where are we? We're in Tuscany. We're in Italy. We're in Tuscany. We're in Italy. We're in uh, Florence. Uh, oh, classic Florentine soup. steak? Uh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Big protein with all this tannin. What's all the this T-bone, alcohol. right? The T-bone, T-bone is a Florentine with that a lot of salt. parsley as well. They put that oh. herb on it. And I think it's like a lot of butter. It's unbelievable. Um, but yes, I, I also think you'd probably be wasting a great steak experience on this bottle, personal opinion. Obviously, yeah, exactly. it's not making our top three, but um, no, yeah. to this episode, thank you to our Got Some listeners. Uh, fingers crossed we can do better on the next episode. We'll Maybe just something to mention, um, obviously, go on, probably go, go back and forth. Uh, but um, yeah, Chianti Classico, which uh, every every bottle of Chianti Classico is a rooster. Which, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, which comes from the heart of the region of uh, Chianti. And that is uh, that was a, a certification that the region has uh, for for the wines from the classical area. Mm. I thought it was because everyone there had a huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't have it all. If all this talk on this episode about good quality wine has you wanting to wet the whistle, head to graze.com. What's wetting your whistle? Like a referee? 
You don't know, do you? No. You never heard of wind <laughs> no. whistle? No. Uh, what's whistle is like yeah, yeah, yeah. the whistle. Okay. Yeah? Well, what's the equivalent of saying like desperate for a drink in Portuguese? Right. Cheio de sir. Well, that. We can also attest to the Australia-wide delivery of your wine in one piece and always protected. The bottles that we drink on the episode are most likely bought from Grey's and always arrive on time and in great nick. Buy the wine, drink the wine at Grey's.com.